The Detroit Lions stunned the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday Night Football to open the season. We'll talk about that game, Joe Burrow's new deal, and predict every single week one game right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday episode with Chris Carter and David Harrison. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm we're your hosts, Chris Carter and David Harrison, bringing it to you, talking about all the action from Thursday Night Football and getting you ready for all the action on Sunday and Monday. As always, this show can be found on all your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our Monday through Friday episodes as well as all the bonus content that comes out from the Locked On NFL podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. But as I said before, I'm joined by David Harrison. David, I think everyone knew that the, the Lions could win the first mm -hmm. game of the season. It could happen. But it's still weird saying it because I'm coming in and I'm thinking like, okay, like, you know, the Lions, they they did the fake the fake punt in the first quarter and they, they, got, they had the long drive afterward. And it's like, okay, there's some inspiring stuff. But then Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes goes and throws two touchdowns. And I'm like, all right, they're settling in. And now everything's getting back to number, normal. All of a sudden, Brian Branch, Branch gets a pick six. And the Lions are moving again. And now they're getting points. And then David Montgomery gets a touchdown. And they pulled out a 21-20 win. David, is this a sign that the Lions are for real this year? Or are they a team that's going to be like decent, but not a real contender to go all the way this year? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they're a solid team. You know what I mean? And I think I think the biggest thing you can take away on the Detroit Lions side of this, obviously, you're great. You're happy to be one and zero, especially in a division. The NFC North is expected to be probably very tight. So really, any win you can get that is not a win you're supposed to get, you're, you're going to bank that and and, and love that uh, as many times as you can do it. But I think when I come away from this game, looking at the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell is who we thought he was. You know what I mean? He's he's a bold coach. He's brave. You can call him risk taker gambler whatever you want to call him he is going to as a coach he's going to come at every opponent with everything that he's got and almost kind of makes him like a 12th man on the field because his persona kind of infuses within uh his roster and i i, I stand by it you know what i mean like no shade to jared goff he's, he's a better quarterback than i'll ever be or ever could have been but he this detroit lions team if they had a legit above average NFL quarterback. I think this Lions team could potentially win the NFC North, but because of Jared Goff, I think they're going to stay kind of just in the mix. They could still end up winning the division, honestly, but I think they're going to stay more in the mix than they perhaps would be if they had one of these better quarterbacks. I mean, I honestly look at a guy like Jacoby Brissett and almost think if Jacoby Brissett is running this Lions offense, this Lions offense is probably a lot better and they probably score 27, 28 points instead of 21 against Chiefs on Thursday night. Here's what's crazy. I agree with you that Jared Goff is not the best quarterback for them to be working with right now. Yeah. But I'm not all sort of the NFC North itself. 
Like, I know the Vikings won it last year, but and the Vikings, I think their offense is going to be really impressive. But is their defense going to be? Uh, what are the Packers going to be? What are the Bears yeah. going to be? I think the NFC North is wide open. They could very well win the NFC North and then do what the Vikings did and get smacked by somebody in the first round of the playoffs last year. Right. But I do think they deserve credit for winning this game. I think they deserve credit for the fight that they showed at the towards the end of last season that built to the, up to this momentum. And I think it does show Dan Campbell is building something right now. What is he building? I don't know, but it's 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 right now. It's proving effective, and they deserve all the credit for the the for walking into Arrowhead Stadium and putting the smackdown on Andy Andy Reid and the Chiefs. I also want to talk to you about the other big news that came out right before the game. It was like a quick news dump by the Cincinnati Bengals. They signed <laughs> Joe Burrow to the most expensive deal in NFL history: a five year. $275 million contract. I'm dropping my AirPods because it's just ridiculous how much money that is. Nice. On average, on average, I haven't seen the details of the year-by-year -year breakdown just yet, but on average, yeah. it's $55 million a year. Yeah. David, is there ever going to be a cap to what the people are paying quarterbacks, or are we just going to, in about three years, are we going to see $70 million a year contracts coming up? Oh my goodness. I think eventually there has to be a cap, right? Like eventually right? the market is just going to the top itself. You know what I mean? Cause, cause eventually it's like, so you're going to look at a Joe Burrow. And I mean, we, we like to look at this and, and a lot of position groups this happens where the next guy always resets the market, you know? So you see Joe Burrow get this high, you know, a, a, a market setting deal. You're not really surprised by it, but you look at these numbers and I mean, I don't know, even know like who necessarily the next contracts coming up are, but I mean, you know, who it could, it could be like Tua talking about, like, are you going to give Tua this kind of money? You're not giving Tua this kind of money. And like some of these quarterbacks are just going to have to understand the days of every new contract being the new set, set, you know, market setting contract. Those are going to have to go away because the, the, the NFL salary cap is just too prohibitive. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, it's, it's interesting to note that every one of these deals, like a lot, like I don't say a lot more, but more and more of it are getting guaranteed money. Like the $219 million guaranteed, like no matter what happens, as long as Joe Burrow doesn't, you know, violate league policies and go to jail, like he's getting $219 million over the next five yep. years. I mean, that's, that's insanity. I don't, I don't even like not insanity from the sense of like Joe Burrow doesn't deserve it necessarily, but just insanity to think that this is where, like Joe Namath has got to be pissed, right? Like every time Joe <laughs> Namath sees one of these reports, he's just got to be through the roof angry, right? Like, um, so I mean, good for Joe Burrow, good for the Cincinnati Bengals. They believe in him. Um, you know, obviously the Cincinnati Bengals feel like they have something great with Joe Burrow here. And and I can see just from what I know of the Bengals why they would. I don't cover them, but I'm really interested to see what Jake uh and Ryan and James, Jake and James think mm -hmm. uh from locked on Bengals of this deal. I imagine. That they're pretty happy with it at least from a joe deserves it i don't know how they feel from a cap management standpoint because this is this is kind of the brady effect right and and uh for those out there who don't know i also do locked on bucks so going through the buccaneers years with tom brady you know you kind of get enveloped in this everybody wants to be like brady everybody wants to beat the records beat the super bowl championships and be like tom but the problem with a lot of these quarterbacks who want to be like tom or beat tom is they take more money than Tom took. Yep. They take more of the cap than Tom took. And I don't think people understand. It's like the MJ versus LeBron. Like MJ was so great because he had a better roster. Well, Tom had a better roster than a lot of these quarterbacks are ending up playing with because mm -hmm. Tom left money on the table 
for the team to go get Randy Moss or a loaded defense or whatever they needed to win the championship any given year. And that's what a lot of these quarterbacks don't do. So I'm really interested to see how the Cincinnati Bengals in the future navigate this contract. Like you said, the year-to-year numbers aren't out yet, so that's going to be huge uh, because if they front-load this thing in three years, when I don't don't know if it's three years, but when they need to pay Jamar Chase, they may be able to do it because they've already paid Joe Burrow a big chunk of his money. Um, But I'm really interested to see how they navigate it because you look at a team like the Dallas Cowboys who gave Dak Prescott a big contract, and now – they're kind of cash trapped, so they're going out there looking for like Brandon Cooks, who's on his fifth or sixth NFL team, and nobody right. else really wants him. Trying to salvage the offense around their quarterback. That, that, that's a big part of this, right? Is it, figuring out how are the Bengals going to keep this team together. What I mean, it, it's that window that everyone's trying to hit right now. They're trying to hit while they're while they have a, a quarterback that's playing at a very high level on a rookie deal, uh, so that they're not paying a whole lot right now. And you know, it's what the Eagles try to do with Jalen Hurts. Now he's getting paid. Um, it's what the Bengals have been doing with Joe Burrow. I think what the Bills were trying to do with Josh Allen. Um, and you know, you're seeing even the impact, look at the chiefs right now, they're a prime example. Granted, you know, in this game, they were missing Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones that can't be ignored, but you know, in the, in years past, they were a much more balanced team. Why? Because they were paying Patrick Mahomes rookie quarterback money and able to spread the rest of that money around that, you know, the team I cover, the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's what they're doing with Kenny Pickett. And, you know, will Kenny Pickett become what Joe Burrow's becoming right now? Who knows? But right now, they are very happy with the, the prospect of paying him on a rookie deal while they can pay T.J. Watt ridiculous money, Alex Highsmith ridiculous money, Mika Fitzpatrick ridiculous money, Cam Hayward ridiculous money, and keep spreading yeah. that money around. It's just part of the game that is right now, and I think that that's something to be acknowledged uh, you know, all throughout uh, the NFL that everyone's strategy is right now. So the Bengals, they're going to be up against it because, you know, Joe Burrow, he's been doing it. But, you know, that defense, Lou Anarumo, Lou Anarumo the defensive coordinator, has – you know, they've done a big part of what has what they've been able to hold on to. You look back at the uh, the the fumble return for a touchdown in the Ravens playoff game last year. You look back uh, to the year before that when they were able to to take down Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. A lot of it came from the defense and the safety play they had. They lost both their safeties, mm-hmm. Jesse Bates and Von Bell, because they couldn't pay them. And again, it doesn't mean that the Bengals are going to stink or anything like that. But it just means those were X factors on their team that they can they can now not afford because they're going to be paying Joe Burrow. And yes, they're probably going to be able to pay Jamar Chase, but they're going to be able to pay Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. These are the questions that are going to be coming up there. But we got a lot a lot to talk about here. Joe Burrow looks like he's ready to play. In, in in week one we're going to go over all of our week one picks here talking about and give you some of the betting numbers just showing you what's going on in week one right here on the locked on nfl podcast it's the friday edition with chris carter and david harrison on the locked on nfl podcast and the locked on podcast network but first and today's episode is brought to you by nutrifol nutrifol you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair, hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural science-backed ingredients, their drug-free patented technology, 
provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on NFL. That's Nutrable.com slash men promo code locked on NFL. We're back here on the Friday edition of the locked on NFL podcast. Chris Carter, David Harrison, breaking things down. David, it's time to pick some week one games. We are going to go over all of the week one games the entire slate top to bottom we're going to do the do a half of the games in the first in the first group here and then we're going to finish it out in the final segment giving you the looks we'll give you the betting lines i pick just the straight up who's going to win i don't necessarily mm-hmm. pick the spread cuz i'm not a big gambler are you a big gambler david do you put are you got to go at the sports book every week so i'm a big gambler but i'm a big loser most of the time I don't I don't do spreads. <laughs> I don't do spreads. I go money line. I might go over under if I'm feeling bold on like, you know, total points scored, stuff like that. But I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, there's a reason I'm not hosting locked on bets. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's cute. Uh, that's, that's, our, that's our other guy here. That's, that's on here on Friday sometimes. But let's let's get into the games. Let's start off with a game that I'm going to be covering. I'll be there at Acrisure Stadium for the 49ers at the Steelers. The spread on FanDuel Sportsbook right now is minus two and a half, favoring the 49ers. The money line is minus 132, plus 112 on the on the Pittsburgh Steelers side. The over-under set at 41 and a half here. David, are the Steelers about to upset everyone, or is this going to be the Niners reminding everyone why they were in the NFC Championship game last year? I mean, I think, I think at first blush – as an outsider, you kind of have to lean towards the Niners, right? Like the, that's a team that's been around and, and as long as health is on their side, they've been competitive and and been in the championship conversation. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the NFL literally instituted a new emergency quarterback rule just because of what really derailed their season. And I'm not even in the, in the boat that says if those quarterbacks don't get hurt, the Niners beat the Eagles. But if those quarterbacks don't get hurt, the Niners certainly have a chance to beat the Eagles. Right. And I think everybody can agree at least with that that focal point of it. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I've always kind of said, like, it's 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 hard to have a really good season in the NFL. Like, you look at the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, it's hard to do that kind of stuff. It's hard to have a really good season as a quarterback. So you look at Jalen Hurts, it's harder, I think, to do it twice. And for the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy didn't do it for a whole year, but he did it enough that people are going to see him coming. Like, the Steelers, like, T.J. Watt knows who Brock Purdy is. He knows who Christian McCaffrey is, Debo Sam, like the, the Niners aren't creeping up on anybody. Uh, and we saw it today. I mean, we saw it Thursday night with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like teams come out sometimes week one, they come out a little rusty. Like week one, week weeks one through three are really always kind of a little bit crazy, you know, and and uh, it's, it's hard to put a lot of stock in them. And that opens the door for underdogs. And I mean, you look at the spread, two and a half points is not a big spread. So obviously the bookmakers expect the Steelers to keep it competitive. I expect the Steelers to keep it competitive, and you can speak deeper on that. So is it possible? Yes. If I'm putting money on this, I still go Niners just because of that history, uh, but I'm not putting a whole lot of money on on, on that game if, if I'm betting on it. 
your point about Brock Purdy is very much something I've been talking about a lot this week on Locked on Steelers. I asked Mike Tomlin on Tuesday about stopping Brock Purdy, and I knew he would give me a, like a, like a, like an answer that wasn't necessarily about Brock, and he gave me a very good answer. He talked about how stopping about Brock, stopping Brock Purdy isn't the problem. It's stopping Kyle Shanahan's system, and it wasn't a, to down Brock Purdy and say, oh, he's a system quarterback, because a lot of people say that about a quarterback that they don't like and say, oh, they're just a system quarterback. But no, yeah. that's what Kyle Shanahan does. That's what made Jimmy Garoppolo look really good. That's what made Matt Ryan look really good. That's what makes Brock Purdy mm-hmm. look really good right now. It's just that, hey, if you follow what I'm telling you to do, you're going to get some really good looks and some chances to make some very convertible throws that are going to make make the offense move, and then everyone's going to be looking at you like you're the star of, 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 the, of the team. And that's what the Niners do very well. But I think the Steelers, they know that. They've been focusing on that system, and this is a defense. like like both, These are two defenses that I think at the end of the year will be among the best in the NFL clashing. But I also yeah. think that the Steelers' offense, people haven't seen what they've been doing close enough enough and I think that Kenny Pickett and that offense is about to have a big year in a way that I think like I think that Kenny Pickett has very similarly. He's well coached. Uh, he's a, and he's very coachable like Brock Purdy is. But I think he has some of the intangibles that Brock Purdy doesn't, which is why he was a first round pick and Brock Purdy was a Mr. Irrelevant. And I think that's what's going to play out in this game. It'll be a very close one, but I have the Steelers winning 27 23 there to start to start out the weekend. But let's get to all the other games. because There's a lot of games to talk about. NFC South showdown, Panthers at Falcons. Falcons, three and a half point favorites, minus 198 their way, plus 166 for the Panthers. Over under, set at 39 and a half. David, man, I'm going Falcons, but I don't like either of these options right now. I don't trust none of these guys out here, you know, looking at these teams. Right. Yeah, no, neither do I. You know, and and both these squads are are complete unknowns honestly like i almost wanted to use the term relative unknowns but it's not relative they're completely unknown i mean the falcons did a really good job in, in free agency you mentioned jesse bates leaving the cincinnati Bengals. he goes to atlanta that's a huge pickup but huge pickups and huge contracts don't equal talent and production you know on the other side of the ball i always go back to nandi Asamoah, you know back in in what was that 90s early 2000s whenever that was like that was a huge contract at the time and guess what it didn't work out for either side at all and and you hate to see that kind of thing happen. So just because big names go to new teams doesn't mean big things are coming. The Carolina Panthers, you know, ship out their number one receiver to bring in a rookie quarterback. That concept doesn't completely make a lot of sense. But if you think Bryce Young is the dude to lead you into the future, then, you know, so be it. But what is that going to look like year one? Uh, I wouldn't bet on this game, period. I wouldn't do the over-under. I wouldn't do any props. I would nope. just, if I'm a fan of either of these teams, I'm just sitting back and, and looking to see what we see week one. But I promise you this. Well, you see week one is going to be completely different by week 11. So, yep. you know, <laughs> stay, stay away from it. But I'm picking the Falcons. Are you, who who you take? If you're just to take a team, take, pick a team. If I got to, I'm going Falcons. It's because I like the okay. defense and at least your quarterback has some experience. That's, I mean, that's the best I can give you. The widest spread of the weekend is this next game. The Ravens at home against yeah. the Houston Texans. The Ravens are being given 10 points. It's minus 510 for the Ravens. It is plus 390 for the Texans. Over under set at 43 and a half. I know that that's a wide spread, and I, I'm not a spread better, but I, I give me the points. I don't care. I'm taking the Ravens. I think that they're that much better than the Texans. I think this is very much a rebuilding year for them still, even with their new quarterback. I'm saying that Baltimore is a big problem 
for for Houston and with the, with Lamar Jackson, they're very good. At, I think historically the, the Ravens are very good against week one teams that aren't that good. And I think yeah. that they're going to prove it here. Are you on the same boat here, David? Yeah, I'm not a spread better, but I'll, I'll take the points on that one. You know, even with Mark Andrews on the injury report, even without Marlon Humphrey, even with Odell Beckham appearing on the report for the first time Thursday, mm-hmm. that's not enough. I'm still going Ravens and I'll still take the 10 points too, just because I get the better money line. One of the better games this weekend though, AFC North, and this could have a lot of implications throughout the rest of the season. The Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow looking like he's going to play. One and a half point favorites in Cleveland against the Browns. Browns down one and a half points. It's minus 126 for the Bengals, plus 108 for the Browns. Over under set at 47 and a half points. I'm going with the Bengals here because Joe Burrow is back. I, and I think the but but one thing that has been notable is outside of the last time they played, the Browns have historically owned the Bengals over the last three years or so uh, outside mm-hmm. of that last game. But I just do think that the Bengals change that trend. I think Joe Burrow being back, I know that he's coming back off an injury. I think he finds just enough to win this game and start the season out one and zero. David, do you see that happening, or is this the Browns' season to start to start off hot? I'm going Bengals here, you know, and, and I know Deshaun Watson recently said he wants to be better in Cleveland than he ever was in Houston, and I get that. Uh, I just don't think it's happening yet, and, and if it's going to happen, it's going to take a little bit more time uh, and, and maybe a few more draft picks down the road to to really get them there. Um, but like you said, I think Cincinnati Bengals, like this this contract with Joe Burrow was kind of their sign of like we're trying to take over the AFC North, and you know, yeah. not just the Browns, but obviously the Steelers, the Ravens uh, are going to have a lot to say about that, but if you're looking to, to be the kings of this division, uh, you you got to take care of, of the teams in it. And and yeah, like I said, I think this is going to have huge ramifications down down the road. But I do think the Bengals come away with it. Vikings five and a half point favorites at home over the Buccaneers. It's my it's minus two forty for the Vikings, plus one ninety eight uh, for the Buccaneers. The over under set at forty five and a half points. Mm-hmm. David. I look at this and I think there's no way the Vikings can lose this game. The Buccaneers are in complete rebuild mode. They have a, so much work to do. I know that they went and got Baker Mayfield, but I don't care. Give me Kirk Cousins. Give me Justin Jefferson. Give me TJ Hawkinson. And give me Jordan Addison while you're at it. I think they're way too much for the Buccaneers to handle. Yeah, that's that's a tough offense to deal with. Yeah. And, and, you know, Kirk Cousins isn't like the most – he might be one of the most entertaining – quarterbacks but he's one of the most entertaining because you put him in exciting scenarios when he's not an exciting guy um but yeah the bucks i mean you know i talked to luke braun about this host of locked on vikings when we did our crossover there's just so many question marks on that buccaneers roster and while you have some confidence that they're going to get it figured out as you go i look at the buccaneers this year a lot like the jacksonville jaguars last year week one you're really gonna see a team that's just kind of trying to figure it out and, and get their their feet under them by the end of the season could this team be pushing for an NFC South title because of the state of the division? Maybe, but week one Tampa Bay Buccaneers is very much a work in progress week. You know, 11, 12 is going to be like what the actually, uh, the, what the actual product could look like. But yeah, I mean, for the Minnesota Vikings, they know who they are. They know who they want to be. And I think that knowledge and confidence gets them the win at home. The Cardinals at the commanders, the commanders are seven point favorites. Listen, David, I know you do the locked on commanders and stuff. But I think there's there's one thing. If I'm breaking down this game and you're drawing the X's and O's on the board of how it's going to draw, I'm just drawing a big tank 
for the Arizona Cardinals because that is all they're doing this season. The commanders yeah. should dog walk these guys. The fire in your belly. Are you, did you, how'd you get here? Did you take the bus? The, what, whatever their head coach is spitting, I ain't buying in Arizona. This is going to be yeah. a bad matchup. The commanders, Sam Howell's going to look really good week one at home, and the commanders are going to roll. Seven is a lot of points, but I don't mm. even care. Give me that too. Yeah, this is the other game I'm taking the points in. I'll take the Commanders by seven. You know, I'll take the Commanders by ten if they want to up the line uh, to that as well. And Alex Clancy. So I went. I went a little bit on our crossover for this game. I went a little bit more uh, uh, kind. I guess I don't know if you want to call it kind, but I just kind of stayed <laughs> kind of to the mean. Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals, predicted thirty to thirteen Washington. So that's what he thinks uh, about this from the Cardinals side Dang. of things. And it's funny how fast we've gone Alex, from. He's embracing the tank, man. Yeah. <laughs> But it's amazing how fast we've gone from I can't believe the commanders are starting a fifth round quarterback to uh there's and you know it's the Cardinals, so it's it's a grain of salt thing, but there's no way they can lose in week one. But yeah, I mean, uh some people say around here this is a must win. I say it's a can't lose. You cannot lose this game. If you lose this game, I don't care if you got Magic Johnson, I don't care that you have new ownership, I don't care that the stadium was sold out, all that good energy you've been building all offseason, you lose to the Cardinals in week one, it's over. Titans at Saints, the Saints are three-point favorites, but when you're home, that means that they just see that, that, that the home field advantage being a thing. But I'm taking the Saints. Forget all that, man. I'm going with I'm going with New Orleans. They got the defense. I'm not sure I believe in the Titans right now. I know Tyler, Tyler Rollins mm-hmm. over there probably saying, like, Chris, why are you hating on me, man? That's Q's job. But I'm out here, <laughs> I'm out here just saying, hey, man, the Saints defense is going to be for real. And I think that's going to be the difference maker in this game. Yeah, I mean, the Saints defense is what's going to get them the NFC South title this year, as far as I'm concerned. And then Derek Carr really just needs to go out there and just don't mess it up. Uh, you know, Mike Thomas appears to be back. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think of the Titans, but I know what I do think of them right now, I don't like. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins going there was is, is as confusing to me as J.J. Watt going to Arizona. Um, but yeah, I got, I got Saints winning by more than three. We got the other half of the picks coming up here on the other side of the break on the Locked On NFL podcast. Chris Carter, David Harrison breaking things down. But first, I want to remind you this show is also sponsored by Prize Picks, the most fun you can have winning up to 25 times your money on football all season long. All you have to do in Prize Pick, just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks is the fun new daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing right now. All you have to do is pick two to six players, and if you that you think you have a beat on in their fit day in fantasy, choose whether they'll get more or less on certain stats and make as many entries in Prize Picks as you want. You can win up to twenty five times your money on any entry this week on Prize on Prize Picks. If I would have bet this, I would have lost already because I would have said Saquon Bartley, he's getting more than sixty yards. That may happen, but Patrick Mahomes throwing for more than two touchdown passes. Ooh, that, 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 that was that was a stinger right there. So that didn't happen, but that's the fun of prize pick. All you're saying is more or less. You're not competing against others. It's just getting guessing right on more or less picks on prize picks, and they have NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, college sports action, and so much more. Download the prize picks apps or go to prizepicks.com to sign up today and play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. NFL and code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast, Chris Carter, 
David Harrison. Breaking down on Friday. It's time for the last eight games. We're still in the one o'clock hour, though, but the last one o'clock game we're going to go over here. Jaguars at Colts, AFC South showdown. Jaguars, four and a half point favorites on FanDuel Sportsbook right now. David, also minus one, minus 220 for the Jaguars, plus 184 for the Colts, over under set at 46 and a half points. I'm going with the Jaguars. I know that there's a lot of excitement on Anthony Richardson, but I'm sorry. Ursay is not managing this team well from an owner standpoint. He needs to get out the way. They need to start putting some things together. And all I've seen with this Jonathan Taylor situation is that he is still in the way. I'm I'm taking yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, there's a lot of potential in Indy. There's a lot of confusion in, confusion in Indy. It's a lot of chaos, honestly. But Jacksonville nope. looks like a team on the way up, and, and you know, kind of looking the way they finished last season and and got better. Uh, you got to go Jacksonville. Eagles four point favorites over the Patriots minus two ten for the Eagles plus one seventy six for the Patriots over under set at forty five points here. David, the Eagles are coming off losing in the Super Bowl. Sometimes Super Bowl blues can be a real thing, but not against the Patriots this year. I don't care what you tell me. The Patriots are not going to be that good. The Eagles are are good on offense and defense. They're going to light these boys up. I don't care about four points. Take give me give me Philly. They're going to be a problem. Yeah, Philly's going to win this game, and and I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Maybe on the scoreboard, but not on the field. Uh, if if they're still planning on doing it, this is like Tom Brady night in Foxborough. <laughs> uh, I would really like to see the Philadelphia Eagles bring Nick Foles in for a one day contract and make him an honorary That'd captain. Amazing on Tom Brady night. Just that would make, that'd be amazing. Just come out there swinging. Just bringing Nick Foles, and just just because you're Philly, because you're extra disrespectful, because because like Nick Foles makes sense. He won the Super Bowl. Just 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 do that. Just just to be, but just because you're Philly, and I, I went to Cheney University out in Philly. I know a lot of Eagles fans. They are disrespectful for no reason sometimes. Just bring in Eli Manning. You hate Eli Manning, but you know just who hates it. Eli Manning more? Tom Brady. So be yeah. extra disrespectful, Philly. Do everything you can to ruin Tom Brady night. Minus four points again for the Eagles there. Let's move on to an AFC West showdown. Raiders at Broncos. Broncos, three and a half point favorites. It's minus 164 for the Broncos, plus 138 for the Raiders. Over under set at 44 points on FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm going with the Broncos, but this is just like the NFC South game that we were talking about, the Panthers and, and the Falcons. I don't trust neither of these teams. I'm going with the Broncos simply because I like their defense and Patrick Sertan and what they're doing there in the secondary. I think they'll be able to create some turnovers. But, man, I I don't care what you try to sell me on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson just yet. I ain't buying it yet. Yeah, no, I don't buy either of these teams either. And it's it's a weird kind of contrast because one team has a coach that I I, I at least respect. The other side has weapons I like better than, than the other. But neither of them has both. And, yeah, I'll go with the home team. Uh, on, on this type of a game. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, NFC West showdown, Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks, four-point favorites at home, minus 200 for them, plus 168 for the Rams, over under set at 46.5. I'm going Seattle here because I think the Rams have a lot to work on, and they're missing Cooper Cup, and I, I think that the Rams, they need everything going in their favor this year. They're, they're on the back end. They're like on the stage right before the rebuild because yeah. of the contract they've been in. The Seahawks, they're ready to roll this year. They're going to be a problem. Yeah, the Rams are, you know, they're they're paying for all the all the trades they made to win the Super Bowl. And you got that yep. trophy. So if you're if you're in the Rams organization, you just got to walk by the trophy every day and just remind yourself it was worth it and it'll be okay eventually, but it's just not going to be okay yet. And and the Seahawks are are firmly in control of that second spot in the NFC West. 
Bears, one and a half point favorites at home against the Packers. When the heck does that happen? Uh, but it's because <laughs> Jordan loves the quarterback, not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But, David, I'm going with the Packers on the road here. I'm saying mm. that they come into sh- Chicago and they they keep the tradition going of beating up on, on the Bears. They're not by a whole lot. It's minus 102 for the Packers, minus 116 for the Bears. The over-under okay. set at 41 and a half. I just think that the Packers, they're not going to be world beaters this year. They're definitely going to take a step back than where they've been uh, from Aaron Rodgers' prime, though last year they missed the playoffs. But I, I think they're good enough to beat a Bears team that's still trying to figure out just who the heck they are. Yeah, I'm going Bears here. I'm a little bit bullish, or you know, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit up on the Bears. Probably higher on the Bears than a lot of people are. I really feel mm-hmm. like the NFC North is a race between the Bears and the Lions, um, which is an interesting kind of flip from from recent years. Uh, we'll see if the Vikings can prove me wrong there. Like you mentioned, their defense earlier. Um, I like Justin Fields. I've I've kind of been a long supporter of Justin, saying as long as they bring him the weapons, he can do some good I like things. Justin. Give him a defense that doesn't make him, you know, try to race down the field every time he touches the ball. And I feel like they've done a good job this year. I don't know if they're there, but I think they're closer than they were before. Uh, and the Packers, especially Christian Watson, I, I, he, I mean, his list is questionable right now. I don't know you know, how real that is. We'd have to ask Peter Bukowski of, of Locked On Packers. But I like the Bears <laughs> to, get, to get this win. Dolphins at Chargers. Chargers three-point favorites at home. Minus 158 for them, plus 134 for the Dolphins. The over-under set at 50.5 points. Lots of scoring expected here. I'm going yeah. with the Chargers at home. I think that the, that the Dolphins... You know, I, I like the Dolphins on the year. I think that they'll be a very competitive team. But I think that, you know, they invested good money into Jalen Ramsey. And without him being there, I think they're going to be missing an element on their defense. This will be a very competitive game. It'll go down to the wire. But I just give the edge to Justin Herbert at home. What say you, David? Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm a lifelong Buckeye fan. I was raised to be a Buckeye fan. Ooh. And, you know, Joe Burrow's getting paid. Uh, Nick Bosa is favored to win his matchup. Could win his match. Tough matchup, but could win his matchup. Uh, Chase Young is trending in the right direction for, for what should be uh, many consider an easy win. I don't think Joey wants to be the only Buckeye not getting a win this weekend. So I think Chargers uh, take that game. I didn't even think about it. I was like, I was like, who is he talking about? Oh, Joey Bosa. <laughs> well, hey, wait a minute. If you picking Nick Bosa, you skipping on Cam Hayward. Then if you a big Buckeye guy, then oh, Cam, Cam yeah. is legit. What you, you know what? Hey, Buckeyes win no matter what in that matchup, right? And for <laughs> anybody who says Joe Burrow's LSU, not Ohio State, I, I get what you're coming from, but. He's a graduate of Ohio State. He's not a graduate of LSU. His his diploma, his degree, says Ohio State. So just, there, just there, you, that there, there, there you have a diehard Buckeye right there, and David Han- David Harrison. Let's move to Sunday Night Football here. The great divisional matchup: Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Cowboys being given three and a half points, minus one hundred five for them, minus one fifteen for the Giants. It's uh, no, excuse me, minus one eighty for the Cowboys, minus one uh, plus one fifty two. For the Giants, it's over under, though, is at 45 and a half points. I'm going with the Cowboys. Some people are riding with the Giants because they're at home and they think that there might be something there. But that Cowboys defense, I think, is enough of a problem for Daniel Jones. The the offense balances them out well. And I think this is the start to their run to win the division this year. No team mm. has won the NFC East back to back in I don't know how many years. That I think that the, like the Cowboys, they were they were a 12 win team last year. Everyone remembers mm. just the playoff loss that they had. But that was a team that was a problem for most most of the season. I think that they carry that into this year and are even a bigger problem. But David, is this the week that the Giants upset them at home? No, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's the Cowboys game to win. Um, I, I honestly I think both these teams are maybe not as good as they were last year. Um, for the Giants, I think I think they took a lot of people by surprise. And again, I mentioned it already. I don't think they're going to get that benefit this year as much, uh, and people are going to put a lot more pressure on Danny 
uh, Danny Dimes to win games and not just execute. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I also think they kind of come back down to earth a little bit, you know, losing a little bit of thump in their running game. Mm. Don't know who they really have behind Tony Pollard, and they plan on being a more ground-focused game, so I don't know how that's going to translate. Uh, but I think you got two good defenses. So if you got two good defenses that cancel each other out, the better offenses in Dallas, so you go Dallas. I hear you there. Last game, Monday Night Football, and maybe even the game of the week, AFC East Showdown. Buffalo Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorite, two favorites over the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen, minus 142 to pick the Bills, plus 118 to pick the Jets, over under set at 45 and a half. I'm going Bills here, but I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if the if the if the Jets if the Jets won this game. I'm sorry, but like I know too many Jets fans who are friends of mine who are just like, I'm sorry, I can't believe anything until I see it. And so I'm kind <laughs> of on that bandwagon for the Jets until they until they beat somebody. Then I'll start picking them to win more games. I think that they'll have a good season this year. They'll take a step up, but I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going Jets here. I think uh, I think the Jets are going to come out and make a, make a little bit of a statement here. I, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, you know, I like a lot of what they have. I think one of the reasons Stephon Diggs is, is frustrated, uh, other than what's in the papers, is this team doesn't really make a lot of aggressive moves to get better every year. They just kind of run it back. And, you know, they make a move here or there, granted, and, and all that, but... They, for the most part, they just kind of run it back and say, we're just going to do it again and do it better. And in the NFL, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. The Jets are moving forward. The Bills pretty much stayed where they are. So I think they're moving backwards. I think the Jets, I think the Jets pull it off. There you have it. All our week one picks right here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. David, thanks for joining me here. Always a pleasure to do yes, a show sir. with you, sir. I look forward to doing many more of those throughout the season. I'm your host, Chris Carter. He's your host, David Harrison. We're of both of the Locked On NFL podcast network. Check out all of our shows on, on, on the podcast network. Check out this show, the Locked On NFL podcast, on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel for all of the daily Monday through Friday breakdowns here from all the hosts who take part in this show. And everyone, enjoy your week one. NFL's back, baby. It's going to be exciting all week long. We got Kevin Ostriker. He'll be breaking things down on this channel. Want to see if your team got mentioned among the top games of the week, weekend over, over the weekend? Get on the show on Monday and to see who's talked about the most on Locked On NFL Monday. From Chris Carter and David Harrison, have a great weekend, y'all. We'll see y'all next week.